With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Killer Fun, where we explore the intersection of crime and entertainment. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we're so glad that you're back with us. We're back with our another Halloween special. We're continuing our fun look at the story behind the movies and for Halloween week. How fun today. I saw this one in the movie theater, and I bet you did too. I did too. Scream. Ah! <laughs> it's the best one of that era. Can I just say that? I mean, Psycho is amazing. I said that in the last episode, right? But, right. Um, but Scream is really one of a kind, and it's like the best of that era. And I will tell you, my 14-year-old has declared this the best horror movie of all time. Oh, really? This is his favorite horror movie. It might actually be his favorite movie now. Really? It, yeah. Well, because he's been watching a lot of horror movies oh, he has all been on, month. Oh, yeah. All month. He has been, yeah. I don't know how he sleeps, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. whatever, man. <laughs> exactly. He loves it. And so uh, this movie, though, is really funny. And I mean, we had to go back and watch, rewatch that last scene again. Uh-huh. Well, yes. the killer reveal, I should say. Right. Oh, my gosh. Well, because it's been a long time since I saw it. And I think I saw all the way through maybe four in the movie theater. Oh yeah. Because it was always so fun. It was just, I mean, it was the same movie over and over, but it didn't really matter because it was super fun. You knew what to expect. And there was a little bit, something different, a little something different. And I'm not a big horror movie slasher film fan, but... But this was also a bit of a comedy. Yes. And that's what makes it so delightful. Mm-hmm. Because the killers themselves, uber hysterical. Yes. Like, really funny. Really funny. Like, like I could it, watch Matthew Lillard in anything all the time. It, for sure. For sure. I loved him in Hackers. Hello. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, but, like, as a killer, he's <laughs> so funny. And this was a much bigger, bigger budget than Hackers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By a lot. Yeah. By a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let's do the quick IMDb recap of Scream from 1996. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game. And we did watch the killer reveal in just moments ago. Moments ago. They reference Silence of the Lambs and Psycho. Psycho. He even says the line, everybody goes a little mad sometimes, which Uh is, you know, classic. Right. Yeah. Right. So they knew they were poking fun. Well, that's the the whole genre, which is super fun. As KJ would say, it's a little meta, right? (laughs) Um, But they do, because the whole thing is, what's your favorite scary movie? Mm -hmm. Right? So, and then, of course, at the end where Stu, played by Matthew Lillard, and he's all like, watch a few movies, or watch Uh a few movies, take a few notes. Uh You know, they're they're really, um, 
honest about how they have incorporated all of it in there. And I think that's what makes it fun. Mm -hmm. Well, Kevin Williamson, the writer, and Wes Craven, the director, watched a few movies and took a few notes. And made a few movies (laughs) and made more notes. (laughs) That's right. Then they made movies for other people to take notes on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Kevin Williamson was inspired by a real set of murders. Oh, of course he was. Murder. What? Of course he was. Of course he was. So Harold was thinking it was all original. So he was struggling as a writer, mm-hmm. trying to find inspiration and started watching a documentary about murders in Gainesville, Florida in 1990 and after he watched that documentary is when he hammered out the scream script. Wow. Yes. How about that? So it was the Gainesville murders. So it's really only a passing resemblance to Danny Rowling, the Gainesville Ripper. Okay. But it was the inspiration. So Danny had a troubled childhood, Danny Rowling. He was born to a very young mother and a father who probably had PTSD from serving in the Korean War. And he was born in 1954. And there was a cycle of abuse, first towards Mm. the mother, then towards Danny Rowling and his brother. And so he was in and out of prison. He was in the military for a while. And then that left didn't the work mil- out, that, didn't, that didn't work out. Then he got married and things seemed to get a little bit better. But then oh, he started the cycle of abuse over again in his own home, as happens. It does happen. Far too often. And then they got divorced and he kind of took a turn, had a rough time of it, was known to be both a robber and a rapist. Super fun combination. Yay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He got fired from a job in a restaurant and he was so upset that he broke into the home of Julie Grisham, who was 24 years old, and murdered her, her eight-year-old nephew, and her 55-year-old father, Tom. And in something that we would hear about, he she... No, he bit his victims. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Just like weird and creepy. And I think maybe comes up later in a Scream movie or maybe I'm internalizing that. I don't remember. It's been a while since Well, I've we've seen dealt it. with a lot of uh like, a lot of movies and shows where like bite marks were well, a big I, thing. And we did a whole thing on this. Yeah, on Ted Bundy. Yeah. Yeah, because they had to go in and take a mold, a of, mold his of his teeth. teeth and they didn't let him know it was happening because they were afraid he'd grind his teeth down so they wouldn't match. And right. Even though the science behind that is... Sus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. sus, yes. He basically had this really awful thing that happened. He did these three murders and he just kind of gave up. In 1990, he set up a campsite behind the University of Florida and started killing students. Whoa, that's like a big, I mean, not that home invasion isn't big, but like, that's just a, 
It's still kind of a leap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he started on August 24th, killed people daily for like five. He he killed a total of five over the next three days. So from August 24th to August 27th, he killed five students and then skipped town. And they were trying to blame another student who was suffering from manic depression Okay. They thought that was the perpetrator, and of course he wasn't. Uh, turns out that by the time they cleared the student, because they had no evidence on him because he didn't do it, Danny Rawling was actually already in jail. He'd held up a Win dixie in Ocala, Florida, and they caught him. So Wow. So this story inspired... This movie, Scream. This story inspired... I mean, not the story, yeah. but, like, watching the story became a muse, apparently. Uh, yes, because he wasn't a student. No. Whereas in Scream, they were students. They were students. But it was students who died, and it was they were brutal murderers, terrible, awful. Yeah, the stories don't actually seem to match, but I could see, like, how he's sitting there watching this documentary, uh-huh, and all of a sudden, like, like, oh, got uh-huh. some creative juices flowing about, like, you yeah. know... That's interesting. Which well, is, and then using the classic ghost face thing. Right. Right. I mean, that that's a classic, you know, piece of art, really. Now. I mean, yeah. now. But, I mean, it was, like, a pretty big thing. And, you know, it's, it made it really, really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a good it was. It was really scary. I remember when they started selling those masks. Oh, I yeah. was like, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> nope. And then they had the ones with the little pump that you would squeeze and the blood would come down the mask. <laughs> I was like, no, but do it again. Squeeze the thing again. <laughs> Squeeze it. Ew, Make more ew, blood ew. go across the face. <laughs> Which makes me sound way bloodthirstier than I am. <laughs> thirstier. I'm not bloodthirsty. You're not bloodthirsty. This is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm trying to say. I'm not bloodthirsty. His Once he was in prison, his lawyers tried to insist that he was insane because why else would he do these awful things? Oh, there you go. That circular logic again. And the psychiatrist testified that, yes, he did have a severe personality disorder, but he knew the magnitude of his crimes. He was not unaware of how bad things really were. That's what people don't understand. It's just because you have a mental disorder doesn't mean you are insane. Right. That is not the same thing. You Right. And you can be insane and still know what you're doing. And you can be insane and not know what you're doing. Really? But you can, you can yeah. have some insanity and still intentionally do bad things. Right. I mean, it comes down to a lot of issues. You know, for instance, oh my gosh, what if you know that you have a disorder that has, makes you have breaks from reality, you know what medication you have to take and you just don't take it. There's like kind of a big thing about that because the medication is awful. Nobody wants to take it. It's terrible. Right. Yeah. It makes you feel like it's dull it's and fuzzy. It's really bad. And, and yeah. so are, are you, how do you hold people responsible for what they do when they are not able to understand what they're doing, but also knowing that they do understand that they did not take the medication that would have prevented it. Ah, Mm. there's a lot of issues in there. And autonomy becomes a a big course of discussion. So, I mean, it's hard, but you can be, you can have psychosis 
and still know the magnitude of your crimes. You could have psychosis and not really be able to control it and therefore be kind of maybe incompetent to stand trial simply because you don't have the control over it. But just because you have a severe personality disorder doesn't make you, you know, not aware or able to control yourself. Yeah, you're honestly. absolutely complicit if you can understand the magnitude of your crimes yes. and are capable of... Mm-hmm. not committing them and choose to do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So find us on the social media. You can find us on Facebook, Killer Fun Podcast, exploring the intersection of crime and entertainment. You can find us on Twitter at Killer Fun Pod, or you can send us an email, killerfunpodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned right in our, the next feed. Uh, no, no, go back. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. We have another episode right behind this one in this feed. uh, Continuing our Halloween week coverage, The Shining. Yes. Yes. Listen to it now or save it for tomorrow. In our countdown to Halloween. That's right. And I don't know who the killer is. Okay. Sorry. I thought I knew this. Okay, here it is. I didn't okay. highlight it because I'm mean to myself. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.